I am bloody told you. I told you. They are really pushing another attempt at the whole hate speech baloney. As the headline today in the Dominion Post is Social Media Code of Conduct. Meanwhile, in the New Zealand Herald, the other major New Zealand paper, Racism Kills. Now, I don't know who this racism is, but he should probably be in prison. We're going to go into all of that in a little bit. But what an absolutely wacky time we live in. It was a manic weekend of news. Just left and right, you think you've you think you've had one thing, you think you've seen something that possibly can't be topped, and it just snowballed, snowballed on top of each other, one thing after another. And then I um, came across a conversation that I had years ago, about four years ago, that I'd saved from Facebook, and it's from 2018. There's two different conversations that I saved because it was one of the kind of turning points with certain friends that I'd had at the time, and these friends were posting about diversity and all this back then and well i I won't read all of it because it's it's long but this is one comment that came up that in in the middle of this debate about racism and diversity and homophobia and the cops and all that kind of thing this is the comment from a friend of a friend who got got herself involved in this too Uh, and i just came across it on my computer just as i was about to record this and it brought me immense joy to read although this is four years ago And, well, I'll just read the comment. It says, Hi Matt, from a quick look through your profile, you seem like an engaged and empathetic person. And because of this, you might want to look up mansplaining. (laughs) Oh, it's just, she's being serious. She's not joking. Uh, I understand that you are frustrated with virtue signalling. I also find it frustrating that people co-opt language for their own selfish ends. However, that doesn't mean that every statement needs to be backed up with proof. I'm sure it's reasonably well known that this method of asking for proof in every discussion acts as a roadblock to the the discussions themselves. It's gatekeeping. She was dead serious. And we were having a debate, debate that I was being piled upon by socialists. Not something you want, trust me. Uh, And they they were just talking about, you know, the whole usual stuff that we see today. This is four years ago. It's still ongoing. Worse today. But they were going on about diversity and transphobia in the police station and minority groups, uh, how they're oppressed essentially by, well, white people is what they were getting at. And instead of, they didn't, they couldn't provide any proof of this. None at all. No, no, no proof of why, why their views were accurate and why their opinions and thoughts were accurate. It's just what the stuff that they'd been taught at university and so therefore she says it's gatekeeping because they can't provide any proof. Now, it's, that, honestly, that comment just blew my mind. It's, it's just come up again here and it really it made me laugh. It's just so, it's a face palm. It's a real face palm. Anyway, it's a long-ish introduction, isn't it? Uh, welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Commentary, comedy, and conversation you've already had a bit of comedy there hope you enjoyed that uh please remember to subscribe it's the best thing that you can do uh like the podcast episodes and share and comment give it if if you're rating it somewhere give it a five star rating or a 10 out of 10 rating whatever the highest number is who knows they keep changing the whole systems and uh, the rating systems probably change as well but yeah subscribing is the best thing that apparently is 
what pushes the algorithm to favour you. And we all know with this land of social media and the shadow bannings and throttling of accounts, subscriptions do actually kind of counter that a little bit. Okay, well, I did want to talk about those two main stories, as I mentioned today, the push for hate speech, because the, the, what's happened is the, the New Zealand government and the big social media companies have now, they're in bed with each other. I know, disgusting image, Ardern and Zuckerberg. Ooh, that would be an interesting marriage and mesh. I'm just thinking about it. I don't... Got to stop thinking about that. Uh, anyway, they've gone into bed with each other, metaphorically speaking, and sort of bypassing the whole going through the legislative process. But they're going to try and push more legislation on top of this. So this is just their phase one starting point that they've pushed through, rammed through. And that's going to have big implications for people like me and, and you, the listener and our ability to comment on social media. So I'll go into that. And also the Herald pushing the legislation with the whole racism thing. We'll go into that in a little bit. But first, as always, on a Monday, it's time for the weekend. We're actually going a little bit further back because once I'd posted the last episode on Thursday for the week, uh, there was uh, some interesting stuff that came up. So we're going to go Thursday night through. But I'll... I'll run through as fast as I can. Don't fret. We'll get to the main topic. So first off, in good, in good news, it's always good to start with something good. High court orders, uh, high court order blocks the chief of defence's internal vaccine mandate. So a large group of sailors, soldiers, and airmen had had a victory against an order from the chief of defence that sought to dismiss them from service if they didn't receive the Voldemort virus medicine. Uh, Justice Ellis ruled against the CDF and ordered that no member of the armed forces was to be discharged uh, based on their jab status, basically. So that's good. Although they're challenging that in court, because why not? We've got to get rid of these people that aren't compliant. So that's going to be challenged again. Uh, next up was, speaking of the military, we have robot dogs with guns on their backs. It's exactly what it sounds like. Robot dogs with guns on their backs, and they are very accurate. And uh, those are some powerful weapons. So Terminator, mocked for predicting that a few years ago. People were... I find it interesting that we're, we're in a time where, say, the craziest... The craziest conspiracy theorist, the actual tinfoil hat loony from 20 years ago, who was laughed at and mocked, is now proving to be correct. <laughs> and I mean, just some wild stuff. I mean, who would have... 20 years ago, would people have predicted dogs with guns on their backs? No. And if you're honest, no, no one's, predict, no one's predicting that. No one in their right mind was predicting that, apart from those working on weaponry, really. But an everyday person wouldn't have thought, oh, that's going to be a thing. No. Apart from seeing it in movies, I guess. But that wild tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorist dude, or chick, can you say dudes and chicks now? Probably offensive under New Zealand's upcoming hate speech laws. Oh dear, retroactive crimes on this episode. There's more stuff upcoming in this weekend recap that that 
tinfoil hat wearer from 20 years ago. Yeah, correct. Uh, I did post on the weekend that I only recently learnt that power companies do have the ability to shut off your hot water cylinder in New Zealand because it runs on a separate system. And if they have sort of peak, reaching sort of peak power and, and there's a threat of outages, that they can actually shut off people's hot water cylinders. The only reason I found that out is because because it happened that day that I posted this on Friday. Thursday, Friday? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, and that's why I looked it up and that's exactly what they can do. So they've, And they've had that ability since the 50s in Auckland. And while I understand that it's that's put in place for a reason, for a, a growing energy network and there's obviously benefits to being able to control that. That is also the trade-off there is, is that it does become a tool and a weapon to use against people if you really want to. And add to that smart meters, which most New Zealand homes have. And if you've ever looked at a smart meter, they have cameras on them. And they've been on our houses for a good, I want to say, six or seven years. It's been a while. I remember them coming around and doing that on... Uh, one of my family's uh, family's house, a family member's house, I should say. And uh, you had no choice in the matter. So add all that together and you've got the ability to control right there. Moving on, the over to Germany. The German government admits hundreds of thousands of people have had severe side effects from something that happened over the last couple of years that involved a needle. The World Economic Forum released a video pushing for the use of space bubbles to block out the sun and to reduce climate change. It's not global warming anymore. It's not global cooling. It's climate change and space bubbles will help block out the sun. Of course, you remember the story I did. You can see it on my Rumble page. It should still be up there about Bill Gates wanting to also block out the sun using some kind of particles being sprayed in the air. Uh, the particles being sprayed in the air is definitely not a thing, though. That's just a massive conspiracy. And at that time, when I released that video, I was uh, absolutely hammered on my Instagram account. They deleted. They actually deleted my biography and the links that I had on in the bio. And some of my story views were on one person. Never seen this person before. Certainly looked like a fact checker or someone who worked for the company. And all because I pointed out Bill Gates was similar to Mr. Burns and wanting to block out the sun. It was just incredibly strange. But I want to say it was possibly around the time of the election. So a year ago, a year and a half ago, I don't know. Not exactly sure on the time frame. But there you go, the World Economic Forum, space bubbles blocking out the sun. Uh, Joey B, he got the Voldemort virus. But don't worry because he's eating his lunch and his dinner and his he's, he's fully fed. He's doing well. He even changed his own pants. Uh, back to the Pacific, we had a yacht that was seized in Fiji with a Fabergé egg inside, or a potential Fabergé egg. There was a teasing headline, and that's how they get you. You really actually want to know that. And I thought that was just interesting. A Fabergé egg. Symbol of wealth. Symbol of royalty. Symbol of... I don't know. Some of them are very cool. If you want to look up some Fabergé eggs, they're very interesting and and uh i want to say delicate but delicate's not the word intricate is the word i'm looking for they fold out and you can set them up in different places one turns into sort of this cart and you put the little figures in it's 
quite interesting. Uh, some of them just look like trash to me, but they're worth a pretty penny. Uh, J.K. Rowling, moving on. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling or Rowling? Rowling. The Quidditch distances itself from J.K. Rowling. And uh, I thought the good name for that, a lot of people didn't even realise that there were actual human adults running around on broomsticks throwing a ball around instead of, you know, just playing football. They want to put brooms between their legs. Anyway, I thought the good name for the new, if they want to distance themselves from Quidditch, they can just call it non-binary broomstick ball and be done with it. But uh, the attack on JK Rowling, as you know, as you probably know, is because of her stance on females being females and not wanting men into the changing rooms and all of that kind of thing. A new study, still in the weekend recap, a new study came out and it says keep the antidepressants away as chemical imbalance in brain isn't causing depression. And then somebody mentioned that the, I'm not sure of this lady's name, but if the SSRIs are being phased out, are they prepping the public for a new quote-unquote fix and that being psychedelics basically and we all know the experiments run with psychedelics in the past by certain government agencies in the u.s uh yeah i mean i used to be quite interested in how that was all going to develop and now i've just become massively skeptical i mean i'm talking about five six years ago when i was a lot more naive than i am today i'm still naive but a little bit more educated and uh yeah so i thought that's a that's a really interesting take actually so now the studies will come out saying how well the media maybe maybe will push how dangerous ssris are and is that just because of uh, it becoming too you know it's too obvious now you can't ignore it or just the new tech is ready to go who knows and there's just more money to be made in the new thing who knows we don't really know but watch this space uh back to new zealand all the kids are back at school from the school holidays and from their two-week school holidays and the ministry of health has declared that they strongly recommend the kids are in masks of a certain age i think it's nine and up or ten and up and of course i mean masks do if anything next to nothing and only really if you are sick and wearing the proper N95 and never touch it. Uh, not even considering the eyes or anything like that. But anything, any other mask is just pointless. And is just, according to a article or an opinion piece from a, a retired GP in the British Medical Journal, is child abuse. She says children pose no risk to others. And covering their faces not only risks damage to the developing brain from hypoxia, it also inhibits excretion of carbon dioxide, leading to respiratory um, acidosis, forces them to inhale accumulated bacteria and fungi, and promotes headaches, dermatitis, and tooth decay. And she she says, as we, a lot of us already know this, and that it not only uh, physical health harmed, but also psychological and emotional development. And they're not getting their usual communication and via speech and facial expression, risking mental health problems and undeveloped developed social skills, including empathy. So while these masks are a symbol of fear, that's what they're being used for as a propaganda tool, they are 
also creating a generation of children that are not going to be able to recognize social cues or emotions or have empathy are they unintentionally I'll I'll be generous are they unintentionally creating a generation of psychopaths unfeeling unknowing uncaring individuals is is that what's going to happen here the longer this goes on that's truly one of the most horrifying things to come out of it and out of all the horrors that have happened over the last couple of years that is if not the top near the top just awful uh, she said just finishing off that little uh, British Medical Journal article uh, the, those individuals who mandate or enforce such irrational and harmful policies are guilty of nothing less than institutional child abuse and I agree Back to New Zealand again, uh, James Shaw, who is the co-leader of the Green Party, he is uh, having his co-leadership challenged, and I find this highly amusing. You play the woke game, play the environmental screeny game, and this is just what you get, because James is a straight white man. But the um, the other the co-leader, who is a female Māori woman, she was confirmed pretty quickly, uh, but James is having his his leadership or co-leadership challenged. And my guess, my opinion, I have to be very clear on certain things, is that it's because he's a straight white man. Am I wrong? Probably. Not. But I won't say any more than that. Uh, there was a protest in Auckland. You don't know all the Dutch protests going on. There was another freedom protest in Auckland. I think there was one in Christchurch and Hamilton as well, and Wellington. Um, and in Auckland they basically marched down the the motorway, the high, the main motorway, and both coming one from one direction with all the cars, and the other was walking. And I watched. Uh, I went around to my grandmother's house, and the news was on, and I was watching it, and they were just ripping into these people, these anti-jab, uh, you know, anti-lockdown, anti-government people, and they compared them to. Trump and the populist movement, so Trump and Bolsonaro and Brazil, and the news is infuriating to watch. If you want to keep your blood pressure down in New Zealand, don't watch it. Just listen to this instead, and I can tell you about it. We can get a bit of relief together. Now, in America, LGBT activists call for archaeologists to stop identifying human remains based on birth gender. Yeah, that's where the West is right now. While the Ministry of Education in New Zealand posted... Uh, Having a period isn't just a feminine thing. People of all genders can experience periods. And it went on from there. Uh, and then they turned off the commenting because they wanted to create a safe space, according to a comment in another post. And then they turned off commenting for that post. Uh, but they wanted to create a safe space, and apparently their safe space is a no space. There will be no communication. You will believe what we tell you to believe. Now that relates directly into the main topics here, which I'm going to go into very shortly. But first, old... Uh, Tedros, who I don't even know how to pronounce his name, the, the lead guy, head of the World Health Organization, he, he said, well, I'll play it. Just the first little bit. I have decided that the global monkeypox outbreak represents a public health emergency of international concern. So I have decided, which is quite a chilling thing to hear. Apparently it was voted down, but overturned by what sounds like just him and if you look into the background of this man 
someone pointed out that he is a Marxist, but I haven't actually gone too deep into that. Uh, I think he's from Ethiopia and was part of a group that I should say potentially or, or may have been, because I haven't looked into it too deeply, a part of a group that's now registered as a terror organisation, but and, and he's a Marxist. And I... So I need to look into that. I'm, I'm asking the question here. This is what this is. I'm asking the question. But uh, saying I have decided. And we know a lot of countries have signed on to the WHO's protocol for pandemics. Uh, good old Jane Goodall came out and said that the world is basically overpopulated. We wouldn't have the problems we have if uh, the world population was where it was 500 years ago. So that was interesting. Meanwhile, in uh, Sri Lanka, they're still protests and riots happening over there and fuel shortages and food shortages the fuel is being delivered and authorised by a government QR code and app so there you go as an example of a potential future of the planet and lastly the pandemic according to New Zealand media will never really be over but it is changing when this whole sorry mess will be behind us you're asking the wrong question so there you go, I'll leave the weekend recap right there. There's a lot that happened, just continue to snowball on each other, decisions and decisions, and the, the monkey pox stuff coming in, and the masks for kids, and Ministry of Education promoting gender theory stuff, and oh, there we go. Right, into the main topics. And there is a social media code of conduct coming in for New Zealand, uh, social media giants, so this is coming out from the Dominion Post and there's another one from the Herald, they both went at it today. Uh, social media giants including TikTok and Meta will soon become very, will soon become more accountable for the content on their platforms in Aotearoa. As you know, the left-wing media likes to use that name for New Zealand. Uh, voluntarily signing up to a code of conduct led by NetSafe, which targets issues such as hate speech and misinformation. So they have... Why are these big companies and have we have they had meetings with our government? Why are these big companies signing up to NetSafe voluntarily? Do they know some sort of legislation is coming in, or do they just not want the responsibility? So they they have the guidelines now, and therefore they can just go with those guidelines that NetSafe pr- provides and the government provides because this is just bypassing law and, and legislation. This is bringing in hate speech, working with a big massive tech company so government and big tech working together private companies my ass the Aotearoa code of practice for online safety and harms obligates the companies Meta which is Facebook and Instagram Google YouTube TikTok Amazon Twitch and Twitter to actively reduce harmful content on their digital platforms and services in New Zealand so I'd imagine this is something similar happening in Europe Uh, with their copyright stuff if you've ever been there and tried to be on the internet some of the things you get warnings for you can't play them just purely on copyright law Uh, if the public believes a company continuing with the article if the public believes a company has breached the new code they will be able to make complaints which could result in sanctions including being asked to leave the agreement Oh, just leave the agreement. I guess then what's NetSafe and that going to say? We'll just turn off social media for New Zealand. Can they do that? Well, the technology certainly exists. I'm not saying that will happen, but it's certainly an option. Uh, Each company will also be required to publish annual reports 
about its progress in adhering to the code. So they're giving... I don't understand why Big Tech signs onto this. Why would you do this? You're telling Big Tech that they have to report to you directly uh, the code, which focuses on their systems, policies, processes and tools to reduce the spread of harmful content rather than replacing current legislation or regulation. And this again, like I said, this is just the government's way of bypassing any way of getting this rammed through in law because they failed the first time. Uh, the seven themes covered include child sexual uh, exploitation and abuse. Now listen to what they add in. So child sexual exploitation and abuse, bullying or harassment, hate speech, incitement of violence, violent or graphic content, misinformation and disinformation. What an absolute mess. And that's very intentional. Lead with child sexual exploitation, which we all know should be absolutely punished to the full extent of the law and taken off these platforms. 100%. Although we're seeing a lot of this drag queen story hour stuff for kids and things. <laughs> Blows your mind, doesn't it? So they've put that in as well as threats and then added in hate speech and misinformation, disinformation. What the hell does that mean? It's the most ambiguous terms you can... Hate, who, what is hate speech? Just being hateful? Or what? Or just having an opinion or an actual scientific truth, an objective truth of only women can give birth? Is that, is that going to be considered hate speech? We don't know. Because as Jordan Peterson says, hate speech is going to be ruled and judged by the worst people that you can imagine. Because nobody else, nobody, no normal person wants to rule on speech. It's insane. All this is, is a, just an attempt to control your thoughts. You go along with the narrative, you go along with our worldview. Like the Ministry of Education, the, with those posts on the weekend where they shut off commenting. It's like, no, this is now reality. It's subjective and we are telling you what reality is, so get on board or face the punishments. It's really quite scary. And then disinformation, misinformation, they just, so what, just shut it down? Or we have no access to that information soon because they have signed on to this code of conduct and we can't be exposed to that? The uh, Netflix, uh, Netflix, the NetSafe chief executive, Brent Carey, described the code as a world first. Having this code, which is filling some regulatory gaps, mm-hmm, is a good first step to try address some of those emerging issues, especially around hate speech, misinformation and disinformation. And there it is, giving it away right there especially around hate speech, misinformation and disinformation, didn't bring up all the other horrific stuff that we can all agree on, but we'll mix it in there initially to get this passed through. And that is 100% intentional. And then they go on and say the 2019 live-streamed Christchurch uh, mosque shootings, the subsequent Christchurch call, I'm not sure that, and the 2022 occupation around Parliament, you're blending the... Actual terrorist attack with the occupation around Parliament, occupation around Parliament, really. Uh, standing up for our freedoms and rights to choose of whether we're going to get, receive a medical experiment and to not lock us out of society. Just, it's, I don't, I have, I'm honestly, just for lack of trying, not, just for trying not to swear, just remaining silent for a little bit there. Um, which the occupation was partly driven by social media misinformation, all played a role and getting the changes. Uh, the New Zealand code comes as countries start to enact legislation to curb such internet behaviour and in what uh, Chris Barnes 
from technology law and policy specialists brain box said was a seismic change in how the internet worked so there you go new zealand government working in in, and jumping in bed with big tech to bring in rules for new zealanders online including hate speech misinformation disinformation and they will tell you what's what's real they are as jacinda ardern said your one source of truth but that's not where that ends because racism kills is the headline in the new zealand herald an attack outside a supermarket sparks calls for stronger hate crime laws does it spark calls for it really the person that was attacked and immediately everyone was like oh we need stronger hate crime really or was the person attacked in a violent crime which we already have laws for we had again going back to the speech thing hate speech is not a thing it's a made-up term to control what we can say and what we can share and to actually get truth out there and to actually be able to think and deal in reality objective truths and not this relativist bullshit but we already have laws with all of this we have we have harassment laws we have slander laws we have um threats well, you can't threaten somebody all of that kind of thing is they are already laws we have laws against violent crime now just because we've got socialists in charge that refuse to crack down on violent crime and gang crime and drug crime now they're going to crack down on hate speech really you're going to probably treat speech worse than actual violent criminals because of diversity and you've got too many of a particular group of people in prison is that because that's what they've said in their manifesto I mean, the country is just, it's in real trouble and most people don't see it. And most people will go along. I've talked to a couple of people today. Some of them just stare at you blankly. Just look at you going, uh, why do you care? No, you can't be anti-hate speech. It's unreal. So the, the article, so there was an, att- an attack. And then you go on to the next headline, a racist attack was scary. Uh, daughter of bashed Chinese shopper says ethnic bullying on rise at school. Uh, so they say a vicious racially motivated attack on a father of Chinese descent outside an Auckland supermarket has sparked a renewed call for stronger hate crime laws. Again, who's who's sparking the calls for a stronger you, the media, the government, who this, the police spokesperson, who somebody that you just found that to go along with the narrative. It really sounds like you're all working together on this. Now, police are still hunting for the assailant following the attack on the software specialist and family man outside. You see how they frame it? It's just, it's so gross. Like, this is an awful attack. It's violent, and this criminal should be locked away for a long, long time. But they're framing it as, see how lovely this person was, and then he was racially assaulted. It's all designed to manipulate. A supermarket duty manager bravely stepped in to prevent any further escalation and violence. It is one of two attacks on shoppers in Auckland this weekend, coming the day after an older man was left bleeding on the ground and seriously injured after being caught up in a brawl at Sylvia Park Mall. I'll skip ahead in the article. It says that the comments included, go back to where you are from and other racially charged remarks against the man uh, a first-generation immigrant who was born in China but came to New Zealand about two decades ago. That apparently, this guy apparently thought he bumped into him, and then he turned around and asked what he had done, and that's when the attack happened. Uh, he was trying to shield himself, and it was just terrible. 
Uh, her, they said the man did not appear to have mental health issues or be on drugs and, uh, and resembled a normal guy, they said. Uh, as far as I can tell, they never mention the race of the person who committed the attack or any details, and the police are still looking for this person. Uh, and then if you skip, so they, they never mention any of that. They just say it was a, definitely a normal man, definitely not on drugs. It's not a normal person committing violent assaults. That's not a normal person. Uh, anyway, it goes to the, towards the end of the article. The Royal Commission into the Christchurch Mosque attacks found New Zealand's legal system did not adequately deal with hate crime and hate speech. Last year, the government unveiled proposals including a new criminal offence with harsher penalties and protections for more minority groups and invited public feedback. Uh, this type of attack is not new to Chinese people, this uh, representative said. Uh, racism actually kills, and that's why it's very important that the government gives law enforcement and the courts all the tools it can to actually stamp out racism. So there you go, the, the push. The push for hate speech. Again, we have these types of things, these types of laws already. In hate speech, we do not need misinformation, disinformation, laws and rules are an absolute joke and we are going to be ruled and judged by the worst people imaginable yeah i mean this is just another example of of the left the socialists particularly and people that there's no personal responsibility anymore we're going to hand over hate speech so being offended now please government please protect me from being offended we're not talking about racism here either because you could define anything as racism now if they can just say, well, that's actually a racist remark. You can't comment on somebody being Chinese, Japanese, or Kiwi, or Australian, or a Brit, or a South African, whatever. If you're a particular race, you can't say anything. This is the point. Like Someone could just complain, and you can get a knock on the door. And people think that's out of the realms of possibility until you look at what's happening in the UK with a comedian. The reason that comedian who got... Uh, reported on by an audience member and the cops had to come down nothing happened to him because he's reasonably famous but something certainly happened to the guy who posted the dog video the nazi salute dog video and the guy who sang kung fu fighting and then got a a police visit um these things do happen and will escalate and it's again a weapon it's just a weapon that's going to be used by the socialists and this is again outsourcing responsibility to the government i mean we've outsourced everything health through our doctors and, and public health and big pharma education through public schools you've got food through the big chain supermarkets and uh, fast food all of that kind of thing and it's why socialism is one of the reasons why it's favored why people like it it's it's hard to take responsibility and socialism just says our oh, government just look after me it's madness because you're you're enslaved to the state. It leads to starvation and murder. It leads to it's just enslavement. You you will not. You think you got to be the ones in, with power? You think you're going to live a lovely utopian life? No. And unfortunately, in this country, it's a lot of it's a lot of things here are incentivized to to stay on things like a government benefit or to to be through the basically our socialized healthcare system where things like abortion are funded by the taxpayer. So again, it's just outsourcing your personal responsibility to government. We have laws already to deal with a lot of these problems. You just need to get tough on violent crime, particularly, and deal with actual, basically evil content online where it comes to child exploitation or 
harassment or uh, threats, things like that. How that's not difficult. Throwing in hate speech and disinformation, misinformation. That's just an attack on our freedom of speech. And I don't know how. If I mean this code of conduct's coming in. I don't know if the legislation will come into place. They're certainly pushing it. I don't know how long a show like this could continue to go, especially publicly on or my account on Instagram or whatever could be banned. It could be banned for something I did two years ago that that now suddenly is against the rules or against the law, a retroactive crime. Wild stuff. So I don't really know. So the best thing, <laughs> going to lead into a little bit of an advertisement for myself, the best thing to do is to sign up and subscribe here because I don't know how long I can do it publicly or in that sort of sense have a really open account and at least if you're subscribed here I can you can get them get the episodes or get the posts through your inbox with uh, more protected and, and kind of more protected legally because if you're going to subscribe and expose yourself to the content that's kind of on you and we're not breaking any laws here we're having conversations we're commenting on news and culture we're having a laugh and I hope you are enjoying yourself as much as I am. And I'm going to leave it here for today because it's been an extremely long episode and uh, you've probably had enough of me talking your, your ear off. So that was your ear off. My Kiwi accent made that sound like rare, but no, ear. Okay, good. All right, well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. And I will talk to you again tomorrow by the way if you can hear that flicking sound behind me it's very windy and this is there's a vent sort of near me and i hope that hasn't come through for the entire recording and if that has bugged you i do apologize and i will do better next time okay all right talk to you tomorrow